Hello, and welcome to Teachers Off Topic. I'm Britt. And I'm Becca. And this is sorry. <laughs> I am so giggly <laughs> that I have no idea why. What? Anyways, this is our third episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Why? <laughs> Wait, what happened? What? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I think I'm not going to edit this out. Let's just do this. This is... <laughs> This is great. You guys, this is our second take. <laughs> well, we had some technical malfunctions. Sorry, friends. All right. Let's I'm back. We're... I don't know why I'm giggly. <laughs> oh, I was just sitting there like you ever just sit there and like I wasn't thinking of anything and then I just started laughing cuz I wasn't thinking of anything. Like it was just like a funny moment. I don't know why. Don't ask me these things. It's been a long week. <laughs> That's why you're giggly because, I mean, if you're anything like me, I laugh when I'm uncomfortable and sometimes people are like, you're really insensitive and I'm not trying to be insensitive. You're just, you giggle, oh, in, you giggle in awkward moments and you're just giggly because it's been a Listen, long week. I laughed at my father's funeral. This like is- that's how <laughs> awkward. <laughs> so girl, I know I laugh at the most inappropriate times. It's fine. It's fine. People are going to be like, oh my God, she laughed at her own father's funeral. Listen, the whole family did. We couldn't stop laughing. My stepmom was getting mad at us. (laughs) I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. You know, sometimes Uh, that's how people release their emotions. That's how we cope. And that's humor is definitely how my family copes. Like with everything, we just start cracking jokes and we're sarcastic and sometimes mean. We don't know. All right. So, so how have you been? (laughs) I've been good. I've been doing well, just still chugging along with distance learning and making life happen. We are finally done with iReady testing. So my kids are super excited that our Zoom time will get to be spent actually like me teaching them versus me just creepily watching them take an iReady test. What's iReady? It's one of our like diagnostic uh, screeners that we use, but it also has like self-paced lessons for them at their individual learning level. Okay. But the diagnostic takes forever for them to take. So how often do they do the diagnostic? Three times a year. Oh, okay. So they did it at the beginning of the year. This is mid-year. They'll do it one more time at the end of the year. So I mean, not too, too terrible, but I mean... It takes a long time because you don't want them to sit and do it in one sitting because then they're just going to be yes. burnt out and, you know, start happy clicking. This is very similar to our map testing. So I'm sure that that's, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How have you been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A weird noise. Hence why this... she giggled at the <clears throat> beginning of us introducing ourselves. This week, it got me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it got me. If you haven't seen my posts on Facebook or Instagram, um, I cried this week because I had just, I had had enough with my class. They got to me. I had to cry a little bit. And then I laughed a lot of it. And then I cried some more. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in on Friday. It's going to be a fresh day. We're going to rock this. <clears throat> it didn't get better. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, as much as I'm so sad that that happened, I am looking forward to hearing this story because, guys, I typically I get to be in the loop, but she kept this one from me. So you're going to get an authentic, real reaction. Yes. 
<laughs> I thought about telling Becca and then I was like, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. So I'm learning right along with you guys. So uh, oh, let's hope that like my reaction is appropriate. <laughs> Likely won't be. That's oh. okay, though. Well, PSA. Buckle okay. up, friends. <laughs> okay. So Thursday, everything was, was it Thursday? Yes. yes. Sorry. <laughs> all, yes, it was Thursday. <laughs> It's been a long week. Um, okay, so Thursday, everything was going normal in our class. We were doing a lot of fun things. You know, I had my students. We started the day out fun. I had them color in some color papers of imposters because do you know what Among Us is? No. Oh, my gosh. It's this new app. Do not play it because it is so addicting. Oh. My students got me. I told them I would learn how to play it over Thanksgiving break so that I could play with them because they always talk about it. So I was like, okay, I need to know. You know, we try to stay up on the trends. Right. Absolutely. Among Us is like a 10 of you in a room. It's like a space area. It's like a very cartoonish, very simple game. One person is the imposter. Their job is to sabotage and kill the other players. Oh. The other players have to figure out who the imposter is. So, and it's addicting. So don't play it because now all I think about is it. So anyways, I decided one of my Christmas doors was going to be Winter is Among Us. And so they colored all these things. Everything was going great. Then I was like, okay, guys, we've got to take the second part of our long division test. We have been working on this for two months. I had every single student have long division down because of the way we teach with Common Core. We teach multiple methods. I had every single student, even my um, students with IEPs who are at a first grade level, as long as they have that multiplication chart, they know how to do it. Good. That's awesome. Exactly. So I was like, okay, everything's great. So I, it was a word problem. It was a performance task. So it wasn't just like, is it A, B, C, or D in like 25 questions? Right. So it's a word problem. So I have to read it aloud for quite a few of my students. So I just read it aloud to the whole class. I read the whole thing. Well, one of my students shouts out, so we're just dividing those two numbers. And I said, well, I didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're like, maybe Uh, I didn't say it I said so make sure you show two different methods and then make sure you go back because it's a word problem you must go back and answer the question so I said okay let's write a sentence stem up on the board of how you can answer this let's reword the question and so I literally wrote it on the board because I have a lot of kids with customized learning plans that spelling's an issue writing's an issue so I didn't want them getting hung up on the spelling or things like that. Right. So literally on the board, it was like, there are this many pieces of jewelry on the dress. Like they literally just had to plug in the numbers. I'm like, is everyone okay with this? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, when you're, you know, I give them directions when you're done what to do. I have one girl who's looking at me so blank. And I was like, everything good, girl? She was like, I don't get it. Okay. I said, okay. So I walk over to her. I explained to her again, one-on-one, what's happening, right? Yeah. So I say, okay, I'm going to give you some time to think on this. Let me know if you have any more questions. I walk away. It is one word problem. She has how to divide down. I know it. And so I was like, okay, she sat there doing nothing. I'm like, okay. Now, backstory a little. I gave, I bought each student a water bottle at the beginning of the school year so that they didn't have to use the water fountain because of COVID. Icky germs. Gross. Stay away from my water fountain. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, I'm going to leave five on the back counter so that if anyone happens to forget theirs, there's an extra here for you. And then I have, I have my cleaner at the end of the day, I have a scrub brush and we have dish soap, everything. We wash them there. Simple. So we didn't quite get to it the day before because I forgot it was a, a short day. <laughs> you know, those days where you're like, oh no, the bill's about to ring. Right. Yep. Yeah. So rush them out. All water bottles had been used. So she's sitting there doing nothing. It had been 10 minutes. One word problem. More than half the class is done. And she raises her hand. I'm like, oh, goodness, she's got another question. So I was like, yeah, hun. And she goes, um, why aren't there any clean water bottles for us to use? What, what, what does that have to do with anything with what she has to off, be doing? I said, first off, right now, your main concern should be your test. Second off, don't come at me with that attitude that I should have clean water bottles for you. I was like, where is yours? And she goes, oh, I lost it. Okay, so that sounds like a personal problem. Right. I was like, I'm not your maid. I'm not your mom. I don't wake you up in the morning and get your stuff ready for you and send you out the door. That's for you. Plus, you're 10 years old. You can grab a water bottle yourself. And so she was like, okay. And then she sat there doing nothing. Hmm. And I was like, are you going to work? I go over to her. I'm like, are you going to at least even write your name on your paper at this point? My irritation level was starting to rise because she still sat there and she goes, I don't get how to do this. And I'm going to explain this one more time. One more time. <laughs> Girl, I was starting to lose my patience. Oh, no. I, ex I explain it again. Try to remain calm. I walk away. She goes, raises her hand. I come over and she goes, so in our Wednesday envelopes yesterday, why did everyone else, why did everyone get a piece of candy, but I didn't? <gasps> what? And I said, first off, I have given a piece of candy every week to those who bring they, their Wednesday envelopes back. You have not brought yours, but where is yours? And she goes, well, I lost it. Again, sounds like a personal problem. And I said, and I've been doing that since then. Why are you asking this right now? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And she was like, also, I still don't understand this. And I'm like, okay. And she looked at me. I kid you not. And she says, have you even taught us this? <laughs> oh, no. Girl. 20 minutes I'm sitting here with this kid trying to help her. At that point, I had nothing nice to say. I stood up. I walked out. Thank goodness my teaching partner had her prep. I walked over to her and I said, I need you to watch my class because I need to take a lap. Oh <laughs> I gosh. had to walk out of my class. And let me tell you, it didn't get any better from there. Like my class, I don't know what, I don't know what was in the water. Thursday and Friday were crazy. Like, the entitlement that was in this class. So I came back. I even had a training on Thursday evening till 7 o'clock at night. And I was inspired by it. So I spent, like, three hours researching a breakout room that was Among Us thing. Okay. Pretty I know, right? Hey, found it on Teachers Pay Teachers. Paid five bucks of my own money for it. I go back. Same girl. In the morning, I tell them, I found an Among Us breakout room. And they were so excited. They were like, yeah. So I'm explaining it. We're all getting excited. I was like, we're going to do this next week because I know it's going to be hard to keep their attention. Same girl. And I go, yeah, and it's going to be an easy review. It's single-digit multiplication, which we've done multi-digit multiplication. So this is like easy peasy for them. Absolutely. She throws her hands up and goes, well, I don't want to do that. That's dumb. Oh. <gasps> Oh, these little children and their rude, rude comments. Girl, I done lost my mind. 
at that point, I stopped the whole class. Even other kids were like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, are you going to be happy with anything I do? Or like, what is happening here? Girl, I was so, like, I had just had enough of her. Like, and I try, I talked to my teaching partners at lunch and I was like, you know, was I overreacting? Because I couldn't let it go. It's hard sometimes when you have that student that is constantly like pecking at you. I mean, I've, I've been guilty of it before, like, especially early on in my teaching career where it's like you have that one kid that can just get under your skin with like the littlest thing. And you're like, okay, but I am the adult here and I have to hold it together. Yes. Well, and it normally she's fine. Normally, like, I don't have any issues ever with her. So I don't know if she was on one, if I was on one, if it was like a combo or if I'm extra sensitive this week. But I feel like she's never been rude to me like that and ungrateful like that. Right. That's so. And so I I think just the entitlement and the ungratefulness was what got to me this week. And then on top of it, you know, my kids are fight, my own children are fighting and driving me crazy. And I had, of course, two PIRs this week till seven o'clock at night. So I'm Zooming in my kitchen with my children behind me. And I'm trying to do this professional development (laughs) while cooking (laughs) dinner. (laughs) It was hilarious. Well, I say we give you a (sighs) hand clap because you're a superwoman, super mama, super teacher, all the things. Thank you. You're allowed to have those days. You're allowed to have those breakdowns. Like just those days suck when the kids get to you. No, it's really hard. And but I I genuinely think that that shows we are human too. We have breakdowns too. Yes. And I mean, truthfully, I think what I hope they learned from this was more of how to manage your anger. I hope I modeled for them accurately of I had to walk away from the situation. You know what I mean? Cuz I have I do have a couple kids in my class with that issue that they get angry very quickly and will yell and it escalates to violence. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they saw me visibly get upset and walk away, more than anything I hope they took that as a lesson of how they can manage their own situations. Right? And if so, you're in a situation that's not good for you, it away. is okay to walk away. Yep. I mean I told them I have nothing nice to say. I need a break. <laughs> I took a break with them. I put my head down. Everyone's like, stop being mean to her. Because I don't ever leave my classroom, ever. And my teaching partner even said, she was like, yeah, you need to walk. If, you, if you're if you asking for a break, you need to go. Right? You're like, go take a lap. It's fine. <sighs> I'm tired. <laughs> I believe it. You sound tired. But I hope that you had a semi-restful weekend and you're ready. Because, okay, positive, happy note. This is our last week and then we get break. Yay. Oh, thank goodness. Hallelujah. Of course, mine's only a two-week break, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't even say how long. I just said we get a break. Hence why I just left it at we get a break. That's too funny. <laughs> we do get a break. I am grateful that we do get a break because I think mentally I need it. Absolutely. I think this back and forth between remote and face-to-face and the anxiety of being face-to-face, I feel like mentally I just need to get away from all of that anxiety one it'll be just good for you to be able to completely unplug and not i mean yes you'll be you'll think about work you'll probably do some work for work but make sure you take at least a day a couple days for just you self-care for you self-care for you and the boys you know you just have to i mean truthfully i don't take too much work home i only do it when i'm in a rut really (laughs) otherwise i always figure it can wait till the next day 
Um, especially while my husband's deployed, I don't take as much work home. I mean, that makes total sense. You're the only one there. I'm too tired. <laughs> and you're too tired. Like and nobody got time for that. Like I just need to rest. <laughs> no, I just put on my Grey's Anatomy, play it in the background while I'm playing Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great time. <laughs> also, I'm not gonna lie. Got my bag of chips so I can have a snacksident. Yes, I said snacksident. Snacks. That's where you. It's where you accidentally eat the whole bag of chips. When it was supposed to just be a snack. But that's okay. Snacksidents are kind of happy. And I'm totally going to go off topic. But oh, hey, spoiler alert, teachers off topic. We're going to go into a quick little personal friend story, guys, about snacksidents. Oh, this, no. This incident is going to be known as the corn nut incident. Corn nut. The corn of, of 2007. The corn incident of 2007. Are you ready? No, this is going to be my story for the week. Since no, we, you do it. Since, you do it. Since we switched it up this week and we did story time first, I'm all, no, this is the perfect. They need a laugh. You do it. I'm going to do, do it. it. Okay. So as you guys so know, Britt and I met in community college, took some classes together. She came over to my house for a study session after school one day. And of course, what do you need when you're studying? You need snacks. snacks. Hello. And she and I share some of our favorite snacks. We love corn nuts. We love beef jerky. Yes. Like we have our staple pieces. Oh, okay. ranch, ranch so, corn nuts. Ranch corn nuts, y'all. That's why this is going to be so amazing. So we're sitting there and we're having our study session. You can probably tell by now, Britt and I have gotten into some huge laughing fits over the years. I don't remember what the joke is. I really wish I could tell you. But that's not even what's as funny as what I'm about to tell you. So we're sitting there and we're laughing. It's hilarious. She's eating a corn nut and she like starts to kind of choke. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's going to choke. And she's sitting there and she's like coughing and it's like, she's like, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And I'm like, what hurts? And she shoots a corn nut out of her nose, y'all. Her nose. She shot a corn nut out of her nose. It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. She's like crying. She's laughing because she's in pain. The best part is we never found the corn nut. We could not find it literally on the floor, like crawling around trying to find this corn nut that came out of her nose. Oh, I swear it. I smelled ranch corn nuts for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still like I'm holding my nose right now because I remember the f it burned so bad. And imagine like a corn nut was stuck in my nasal cavity. Like it was stuck i couldn't and i couldn't even like explain what was happening <laughs> no, I wasn't, in the moment i wasn't sure if she was choking if i needed to do like cpr like what had happened or still laughing or, we weren't sure <laughs> i wasn't sure like either. i knew she was okay because like if she's laughing that means she's breathing so that was good oh my gosh yeah the corn nut incident of 2007 it was pretty epic oh corn nuts mm -hmm. Now they upset my stomach, so I can't eat them. <laughs> I am getting older. I mean, I feel like there's lots of things you can't eat anymore. I can't. It's so oh. funny. But you and I are both the same way. Like, you have your autoimmune disease that, you know, prevents you and all that stuff. And then I've got mine because I just don't have a gallbladder anymore. So 
hot and spicy food I just can't do it anymore it makes me so sad no. so oh all right so this week we were wanting to touch on lesson planning in curriculum and so we wanted to touch on this a little bit just because it's such a huge part of our lives as teachers um, and every school, every district, everyone does it differently. Now, Becca's is a little bit more intense than mine. So I'm going to let you go first. All right. Yes. But so I'm going to give my school a major hand clap right now. Three rounds of applause, whatever you would like to do. We actually just were authorized as an international baccalaureate primary years program elementary school. Hello. Woo. So exciting. I mean, and even through distance learning, we were authorized because now explain what this is. So um, what international baccalaureate is, it is a um, society where we have our primary years program. And basically what it is, is we are teaching our students to be globally minded thinkers. Um, the program of inquiry that we do, we write it ourselves. We really want to foster self-efficacy in the students and enable their agency. So student choice, student voice. It is really driven around collaborative work and students having experiences. So versus us just putting a book in front of them and them answering questions, this is more of them driving their learning, them asking their question, them inquiring. And when this was first introduced to us a couple years ago, we were like, what is this? But I have to tell you, I love it so much because while, yes, our district has district-provided curriculum for us to use, it is merely supplemental for us at our school because we write our own curriculum. So That's under crazy. the umbrella of IB, we have six transdisciplinary themes that um, shape our framework for the year, and each of them touches on different aspects of what it means to be a global learner. So one of the first ones is who we are. So we have to look at ourselves first, learn about, mm -hmm. you know, exploring ourselves and our beliefs, things around us. Uh, we also touch on where we are in place and time. So where are we in the world right now? How did history affect where we are now? Being able to touch back and learn from those things. Another one is how we express ourselves. So it's where we express and discover ourselves, our ideas and our feelings through those values. So as you can kind of see, it's kind of like stepping stones mm -hmm. on learning. Um, the other is uh, how we organize ourselves. And that's how human systems and communities work. So whether it's in a classroom or whether it's in your home or the community, I mean, it's great because we can really touch on all those aspects. Another one is how the world works. And that's looking at the more physical material world, the way that human phenomena is. Um, and the last one is sharing the planet. And that's an exploration of finding resources and how to have equal opportunities and trying to like come up with like resolutions to the world and how do we make it a better place so those are the six different themes that are taught throughout the program and they can be placed wherever you you can interweave them wherever you want in the school year like each grade level is different in what section they teach of that and how they choose to build upon it so I really love it because it truly has been so incredible seeing the kids really take ownership of their work, 
being knowledgeable and just being thinkers because that that's That's the biggest thing you know it's been a huge challenge in distance learning because it is super hard to collaborate when you're not together um but we've made it work through different um online learning apps like padlet is a really great place Oh, I love Padlet. my guys. My second graders are just a little too little, but um, you know, I when I taught third grade and towards the end of the year, I was able to do like shared Google slideshows where they yes. could. But it's just again because I can't, I don't have them in front of me to teach them how to do all the technology. Yeah. It's kind of put a hindrance, but I mean, we're still living and breathing it, and it's pretty awesome. I really, really like it. It's a lot of fun. That sounds so cool. I mean, and truthfully, for the upper kids, I actually think the remote learning, the distance learning really shows them about how to think globally. Because when people here in the U.S. have to communicate with businesses outside of the U.S., it's over technology. It's never in person. So they have to deal with those technology glitches and, you know, all that stuff. So it's kind of given them a glimpse of the real world. And I think that's fantastic. Harder for little ones. Super hard for little because ones. Because you have to first learn the skills. But uh, yes. for the older ones, this is fantastic. No, it's super amazing. I mean, and like one of our units, we taught our kids how to say hello and goodbye in different languages. And like, we're not even mm-hmm. in that unit anymore. And my kids will still hop on to a Zoom meeting. Jumbo, konnichiwa, ciao. Like, it oh my is, God, I love it. It's the cutest thing. Like, even though that's not technically what we're working on anymore, they have still like brought it over and they're like no I have to say a hello to you in a different language oh my god that reminds me every morning we do a morning meeting and they have to greet each other saying hello in different languages even like sign language and oh so cute I'm just gonna follow your guys' <laughs> stuff <laughs> go for it girl that sounds great so what does lesson planning look like then because you guys are creating really your own curriculum so at this we point. sit and we look at the curriculum framework uh the pillars that the pyp program gives us and we follow there there's a template there's a guideline for us that we go through and we use our the first place that we go is we obviously look at our district provided curriculum and we go okay what resources what stories can we pull what can we plug in from language mm-hmm. arts and uh, our science and our social studies, like how can we incorporate all or incorporate all of that in? Now, the nice thing is, is uh, we started this three years ago. Like we started the transition into, you know, getting towards authorization and putting it into yes. progress. So. I didn't help write these units that I'm doing in second grade. Like I helped write the third grade units when I was in third grade. Uh So the nice thing now is like, I'm already coming into a grade level where they're already written. So I'm kind of, I'm doing what's already there. Oh, that's but nice. It's yeah. nice because we're constantly reflecting on best teaching practices like, ooh, this really worked. Or like, I found this book to read and incorporated it like this. And it's it's ever constantly changing and flowing. Yes. Which is really important because you don't want to get stagnant and it's just like, okay, I know that we're going to read Anansi the Spider in the 16th week of school because that's what the curriculum says. Ugh. Like. It's nice to kind of have that freedom to really be creative. That's awesome. So how far out do you guys plan? Um, So we go unit by unit at a time. And each unit is Uh different. The current unit we're in is six weeks long. We are going to be starting our second week of it this upcoming week. And then obviously we're going to be on break 
for uh winter break and then when we come back we'll have four more weeks of that unit so when we meet um we constantly we always meet like right at the end of the unit beginning of a unit because we want to reflect on the unit that we just did and then we meet to make sure like we know our basic general outline of what this next unit's gonna look like Uh Um, but we meet once a week to reflect and talk about like what's going well what's not and things like that do you find it stressful to have to lesson plan? Um, in the beginning, absolutely, because we didn't know what we were doing. Uh-huh. But now, I love it. How long does it take you to lesson plan for a week, would you say? Oh, well, it, that's kind of hard because this year I had to digitize everything. Oh. Yeah, that is different. And it's a brand new grade level. So I'm not, I can't truly tell you, it takes me XYZ amount of time because... I mean, there are times I'm literally spending hours upon hours either digitizing or researching, or sometimes it just takes me like an hour and a half. Like it just, it it has varied this year. Yeah, that would be difficult. That's a difficult transition. Well, thank you. That was, I actually learned quite a bit there. I mean, I knew you were in IB school and what it was, but I didn't know more in depth of the pillars and things like mm-hmm. that so that was interesting thanks for sharing yeah that. absolutely no that's why we're, that's why when we were we were talking about like what's our next topic gonna be and she's like let's do lesson planning I was like oh I got this yes <laughs> I mainly said lesson planning because I wanted to hear your lesson planning <laughs> <laughs> not mine <laughs> because ours we are still one of those districts that they provide us our curriculum, what we must do by which week. And I mean, it's very by the book of this week, you should be covering this. Their big thing is we have a, we're a very transient school. So we have a lot of kids coming and going. Right. Um, and switching schools here in this district happens a lot. And so, you know, they just say we have to stay on track so that when kids switch schools, they're not jumping ahead or falling behind. Like it's kind of just a smooth transition for them, which we all know that's impossible to do. Uh, Like completely impossible to say, I will be teaching this on this day. It's not going to, and especially during a pandemic pandemic. No, (laughs) it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So we lesson plan weekly that we must turn in. We use an online uh, we use plan book online, okay. which we put, I mean, it's nice. I literally don't spend much time on it because I'm thankful. I do have an administrator who tells us do not spend hours planning, especially if you're not a new teacher, you know, just get the gist down so that if somebody needed to see what you were on and where to find it in the teacher's manual, they can. And that's it. And truthfully, I do that. I do the bare minimum. I put my standards in. This is what I should be teaching relatively that day. And then I'm going to tell the truth. I don't look at them again. (laughs) But I literally do that for the administrators and for the paperwork of it. I don't do it for, excuse me, for me, probably because I'm in my fourth year of teaching this. I know that's what where I'm going that's with what it. I was just gonna say. I mean, you're in the same grade level. I mean, for me, these past couple years being moved yes. around. Oh no, honey, there's no way. But no, and I have a new teaching partner, and I tell her, I'm like, no, you go by the book, sweetie. <laughs> I'm like, you follow the pacing guide, and you follow this word for word. And I mean, even our language arts curriculum. Oh my gosh, it's even scripted. <laughs> Like, who would say this stuff? Right. Well, because teachers don't write these things. 
no, it's awful. And I mean, the curriculum we have is just, it's not even appropriate because it requires so many more minutes than we have. Right. And then they tell us, make the choice of what to include and what not to include. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, um, so, okay. You're like, well, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's especially our ELA curriculum that all of us kind of just say, uh-huh, we'll do it. And then shut the You're door. Like, sounds and good. do Sounds great. We cover the, we for sure cover all of the standards. It's just these books are a one size fit all. And that's not what being in the classroom is like. So, you know, my first two years, I did sit down and lesson plan for hours, trying to make sure I knew everything. And this year we, well, actually last year, it didn't feel like full year last year. Right. (laughs) Because we've closed. But last year, we got a brand new science curriculum. So this year, I'm still kind of learning that. So that I am lesson planning for because I don't entirely know it. And I still haven't done the second half of it because we closed down. So, I mean, I lesson plan. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Weekly. And then me and my team, we sit down monthly. We have a grade level meeting once a month that we're required to submit monthly planning to our administrator and just say this is what we are hoping to cover each week and then that's it and we all kind of just go and do our own thing I mean right now we're a pretty close-knit team so we do a lot of the same things especially with our new teacher often and she's truthfully she's just a long-term sub bless her heart (laughs) bless her (laughs) heart because she found out like three days before school was starting that she was being moved from a, an aide into a fourth grade teacher. She had no prep time, nothing. She's still being paid as a long-term sub. And so her, I'm just like, this is what I'm going to do. Would you like me to make copies for you? And she's like, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for her. And this year of all years. Oh, so difficult. Poor girl. And she's never taught in this district. So not only is she a new teacher, she's never taught before. She is licensed, but not here in this state. She's licensed. She's never taught before. She's brand new to this district. She she doesn't even know, like, when she first started logging in on how to get her students' attendance taken. She didn't know any of that. And so, I mean, she's just been a rock star. So shout out to her. You know who you are. Good job, girl. Proud of you. I know. Shout out to all the substitutes. Mm -hmm. Especially here in this district because we're face-to-face. They are amazing with what they're having to deal with going to different schools during a pandemic, not knowing what each teacher's, I mean, our procedures are already different and then add on the hygiene procedures. It's just, it's chaos. So all deserve confetti and backup dancers at the end of the day. Yes. And way more money. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. real. Every educator, sub or full-time teacher or aide or para or custodians or kitchen staff or office staff you all deserve more pay heck to the yeah i want to be a billionaire so oh i want to say that word (laughs) (laughs) we're all like okay i want to say though i did do some research online look at me go proud of you proud of you and by some research i mean like literally five minutes before i called you (laughs) You know, I wanted to see what the difference was with with lesson planning of how it used to be versus how it is now. You know, we really only know how teaching is now. I've we both Beck and I have only been teachers within, you know, the past decade. So we don't know what it was like 20 years ago. So it was hard to find anything about lesson planning back then. So if you 
were a teacher like in the 90s or 80s can you email us or message us and let us know what lesson planning was because I literally found nothing did you guys lesson plan (laughs) or did the districts actually trust you we want to know inquiring we want to know because I have no idea so but I did find a couple articles that were fairly interesting um, this one is on taftoday.com. It's called Education Now versus 20 Years Ago. And this was written last year in tw- um, 2019, excuse me, by Carolina Crash. I hope I'm saying this right. <laughs> K-R-A-J, Crash. I want to make sure I give credit. So it says, in the past, students were sat down and told to memorize factual information of subjects. Whereas nowadays... You will often find, if you walk into a classroom, you will see kids in groups. The world wants work, the working world wants people that can work together. Another major change in the past 20 years was how the students soak up the knowledge. 20 years ago, the teacher would lecture for an hour, which has now changed into interactive apps and informational websites for students to use. There is much more collaborating involved in today's lesson plannings. Interesting. I mean, and that sounds very accurate. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even in IB school and I am literally thinking of every possible opportunity for my students to work together. But what I do find interesting, I don't want to knock the whole memorizing things because certain certain things things need to just be be memorized. memorized. And that's why we do teach multiple ways to do things because what works for one person might not work for somebody else. And I think that's where they're getting at is yes, like say multiplication facts. Yes, we do tell them you need to memorize these. But before we have them memorize these days, now we really dig in deep as to what each fact means. Well, that way you understand. Like if you're doing three times exactly. two, you know that it's because it's two groups of three or three groups of but two, two, depending on I which way you're memorizing. Way. No, I didn't either. It was, here's multiplication. Two times three is six. You must memorize this. No, I, I remember that too. But so yeah, I think it's just how we approach. Now you need to memorize. We give a lot of background knowledge to it. Whereas back in the day, they didn't really do that as much. It wasn't as much about the why. It was just more of here, memorize. Yeah. I think that's where they're getting at. So then I found another one that talks about in the past decade or two, you know, how teaching has changed significantly and it's just not quite the same. Changes have affected both the opportunities and the challenges of teaching, as well as the attitudes, knowledge, and skills needed to prepare for a teaching career. So how we do things and how we prepare to teach, you know, there's a couple trends in education that have changed on how we do things so one was an increased diversity in our classrooms Mm -hmm. there's more differences among our students than there used to be and then increased instructional technology those are things we have to incorporate and deal with and so not only are we teaching them the content but we have to teach them technology as well and integrate both of those together and that takes a whole new set of lesson planning. Mm-hmm. Well, we- welcome to teaching in 2020. I do everything yeah. through a computer now. online. Yep. It's crazy. There's, it is. And it's crazy. I mean, if you even told us 15 years ago that we would be teaching completely online, you're okay. Well, you wouldn't have been <laughs> able to do it. The technology wasn't there. I was actually just having this conversation with one of my dear, dear coworkers. And she was saying, she goes, isn't it kind of crazy that... At a time where we do have the technology to be able to do this distance learning, we have been able to. Like, it was just, it was like food for thought. Like, yeah, that is interesting. 
yeah, thank God this didn't happen 20 years ago. Exactly. So I'm just saying. And then there's a greater accountability in education now. Absolutely. And standardized testing. Boo. And there's an increased professionalism of teachers these days. Much more is expected of us and the quality of work is expected even higher, is now higher, you know, both from the district, from our administrators, from the community, from parents, from students. We're just expected to improve our teaching and to raise our own standards. And so that was just some of the things I found online. That was cool. Just I saying. was the bad student and I didn't do any research online. I brought my plethora well, that's because of knowledge <laughs> about... You're bringing your own personal experience. I don't have any. I'm sorry. Whatever. Come home. Come home. <laughs> Come home. Stop. <laughs> so I do want to say, Becca doesn't know this, but I did get two emails from people writing in. <gasps> that's so exciting. Isn't that adorable? Thank goodness I copy and pasted them because I accidentally deleted them. I went in and was like freaking out right before I called you because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't find them. And I was like, oh yeah, I copied and pasted (laughs) so that I could have it on one document. So I got two emails. So this one says, hi, Britt and Becca. I was stoked when I came across your podcast and I have to say that I absolutely love it. Thanks for bringing light to our realities. I heard you asking for funny stories and this one always makes me laugh. For Martin Luther King Day this last year, we spent the day discussing all that he went through and had to overcome. So I asked my fifth graders how they'd make the world a better place. One student said, I'd make potato skins a main dish instead of an appetizer. Oh my gosh, I love that so Not much. exactly what I was looking for, but I can't completely disagree. Well, hope you enjoyed my story. Can't wait for next week's episode. Oh. Sarah, and she's from California. Oh, thanks, Sarah. That was amazing. <laughs> Listen, he's he's not no, wrong. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Why can't potato skins We could be make a that a main. Let's do it. I vote yes. But, like, that is such, like, teachers hear stuff like this all the time. Kid logic, just yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, what? What does that have to do with this? Okay. The next one is from Courtney in Washington. She says, hello. I hope this email finds you well. I just wanted to tell you ladies about my most recent face palm moment. I was reviewing math symbols with my third graders and I drew a greater than and less than sign on the whiteboard and asked, does anyone remember what these means? One student confidently raised his hand and said, one means fast forward and the other means rewind. (laughs) Safe to say I did a little one-on-one tutoring with him. Thanks and stay safe out there, Courtney. Oh, I loved that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Courtney and Sarah. So cute. I loved, oh, that made my heart so happy. Yay. Thank you, ladies. I love this. And I just love, I mean, we all have so many little things. And I'm guilty of this. I forget to write them down. I, we really should have journals at our desk that of just shit kids say. Oh, yeah. Like what? Well, I uh, have this one. week. I did. Oh, go. You go. And then I have oh, yay. one. It's a quick no, one. So is mine because I was like, I need something. And I think that this is going to make me more mindful. So I have a student that is absolutely obsessed with dinosaurs. And I happen to know a little boy. <laughs> is it Dean? <laughs> no, I was going to say, I happen to know a little boy named Dean who's also obsessed mm-hmm. with dinosaurs. And funny enough, I was actually on the phone with Britt a couple nights ago talking to Dean 
And he was telling me about all his dinosaurs and all the fun facts. He straight up took the phone from me and left yeah, the room. Yeah, that's because he loves his Auntie Becca. Just saying. I was like, okay, bye. Bye. Be- all right, love you. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Okay. So <laughs> I have a boy because I decided to tell Dean this story too. And he was just at the end. Well, I'll tell you what Dean had to say. But this little boy. And he's like, what's your favorite dinosaur? And I said, a stegosaurus. I really like stegosauruses. He's like, that's cool. He goes, but do you want to know if you were a dinosaur, what dinosaur I think you would be? And I'm all, of course I want to know what kind of dinosaur I would be. I'm all excited. This student said, Velociraptor. And I'm thinking to myself, (laughs) a tiny little dinosaur? I don't really know what I have in common, but I'm thinking, okay, let's, let's hear the logic. I would be a Velociraptor because they are highly intelligent and cute. Also, okay. I love that so much. You gold sticker for you. Also, why would you want a stegosaurus? They have the brain the size of a walnut. I just like the way their body shape is. Listen, this is how you know I have a child who's obsessed with dinosaurs. Because I know weird (laughs) random facts like that. I just think they're cool, okay? And I like the blue emoji that you can text with. Okay. Don't judge me. You should just pick the Ankylosaurus. It's way better. It's got body body armor. Even its eyelids are armored. Anyways. Okay, well, if I can remember that fact, um, even if I remember that name, I'll let you know. You tell him. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Martin's a quick one. So we do morning meeting. They greet and they have to share. So they, I have a sharing question up on the board. So I said, okay, you're greeting today's in sign language. Good morning. And I said, and your sharing question is, if you could get rid of any one thing in the world, what would you get rid oh, of? No. <laughs> Immediately. Now, they're supposed to stand up and share with each other. Nope. This child decides to shout out Justin Bieber. <gasps> oh, for why? I was like, I am personally oh, offended by second, this. Second, secondly offended by this. So, and the whole class just starts laughing and then they all agree. <gasps> I was so offended. Why? We, we love our Biebs. I love, I love Justin Bieber. We love Bieber. Justin Bieber so much, guys. <laughs> I love singing his songs in my class and they all cover their ears. I don't know if they're covering it because it's a Justin Bieber song or if it's because I'm singing. <laughs> but you can go with the first good. one because it's a Justin Bieber song. Yes. It's probably my, it's probably a mixture of both. I'll take it. It's cool. Right. All right. So to wrap us up, what's your win for the week? Oh, no, I didn't think of one. Oh, <laughs> oh so you're going to make me go first. What's your win for the week? But I didn't think of one. You go. Oh, thanks. Uh, sorry for the weird noise. Maybe you can edit that out. <laughs> no, you're good. A win for the week for me was we always do fun Friday on Fridays because I'm, again, with distance learning, I am trying so hard to semi-normalize life um so one of the things that we do is i always uh pick up go noodle on the screen you know i share my screen with them we do go noodle our latest obsession as a class is their moose tube channel moose tube it's like a call and repeat one that's why they like it because like they say it first and then they can repeat afterwards okay but um this week we watched one and it was about a moose named oh gosh of course i'm terrible can't remember the moose's name but he's like talking about meatballs and it's like my meatballs and like 
I can't remember the jingle, but the win part was at the end, a couple of my kids just said, we're so happy that you love MooseTube just as much as us. Cause I just automatically open up MooseTube as soon as I open up Go Noodle because I just know yeah. that that's where we're going. But just yes. that the win was like the personal connection where they're like, she knows that we like this. So, yeah. isn't it the best to make your kids happy without them asking? Yes. When they're just like, yeah, you're the best. You know, Moose Tube's awesome. Oh, I, I I've oh, got good one. Job. Um, so the third grade teacher next door to me, she has been amazing this year with finding great new resources. So she told me about this website where kids can, it's kind of like Kahoot, but in a way more fun and interactive way. Um, and I love Kahoot and my students do too. So it's called Blook It, B-L-O-O-K-E-T. And so, so there are pre-made quizzes or you can create your own and there's different ways they can battle each other. There's like one, their favorite is battle Royal. It's, um, Royale. It's where it's bracketed. And then there's ones where like they have energy bars and if they lose, if they get one wrong, they lose an energy bar. Like there's all, and then there's others that they can sabotage and like, you're like Santa's elf. And you have to make all these toys and the more questions you get correct, the more toys you get. And then at the beginning though, it like of each question, it gives you an option. Would you rather double your toys or steal half from someone else if you get it right? So they're like sabotaging each other. It was so much fun that, I mean, just to see them so excited and just to get a new resource is always so much fun. Absolutely. So shout out to that co-teacher. Holla, and I know she's listening, so hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> all right, so that's all we have, and thanks for joining us. We had so much fun. Thanks again to Sarah and Courtney for writing in. That was stellar. We really hope that more of you write in and share your stories because I loved hearing those. So nice to relate yes, to others. Absolutely, and we will see you guys, not see you. You'll hear us. You'll be listening again. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.